Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with the crew from WNY Athletics. Let's see, we have Francis Beck, Tom Prince, and uh, what was your name again? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Frank Wolf. He's uh, he's here after missing last week. Were you sound asleep? Oh, yeah, and Roger Weiss, our resident troublemakers here. And he hasn't said Kensington yet. All right, we're two minutes into the show. See, now who brought up Kensington? Did I say Kensington? I had to jump no. the gun. I had to jump in there. Make sure. It was and there. Kensington Avenue, you know, that's the Kensington Avenue would be the mailing address of another high school uh, near Fillmore, uh, Burgard, <laughs> Burgard, I believe. I can't believe you even brought them up. The no, wait a minute. Uh, uh, Burgard. Oh, Good morning, Mr. They got to earn the wolf wolf. Good morning, Mr. Kramer. Good to see you as always. No? Uh-uh, uh-uh. You're no, doing no, it wrong. You You're doing it wrong. Take two. That's better. <laughs> How you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Ready for, We're uh, almost halfway through the football season, Anthony, the regular season. scary. Isn't it? Oh, man. Can somebody please slow it down time I, I guess we shouldn't say till next week because now with the eighth week regular schedule and uh, what class D and class double A, I guess next week would be the halfway point. Yeah, yeah next week's uh, well, but even so, you're in the week already of the halfway point, yeah. so uh, we're there. Real quick, I, I gave Roger a homework assignment two weeks ago. You may recall he was going down to Southwestern. Yes, I told him get go down early and stop at Davidson's for a fish fry or a hamburger. You know. He didn't. He didn't. Roger. He didn't go there. Well, no, he yelled at me for not going after the game. We had a late start, and I had other. I had appointments. There was just no way I could. It was either go to Davidson and miss half the Southwestern game, which I obviously wasn't going to do. I thought you were busting my chops because I didn't go after the game, and it was just you know, as much as I would have liked to. I mean, I could eat seafood. Twenty four seven. You couldn't. So. You are a big fish fry fan. Oh, There's no question about it. You I've, couldn't rearrange your schedule and make those appointments for no, Thursday. No, I had a four thirty appointment that it was a Friday, not a. Th- I could have changed the I'm Thursday saying, appointments. You couldn't have gone to Thursdays. Gone to these appointments on Thursday. No, because the one appointment uh, where I got my uh, new uh, spectacles, <laughs> I didn't call till Friday morning. Hmm. Couldn't use your old glasses, huh? <laughs> Anyways, he went, Frank is relentless. <laughs> he went and got a Whopper after the game instead of going to Davidson's. Actually, it was a bacon cheeseburger. Whatever it is, you could easily lose your man card. 
for that. Mm, call out. That's, that's Derek, serious help stuff me out here. These guys are picking on me. That's some serious Come on, stuff Derek, going on Derek. It's four against here. one, especially him. I'm not picking on you. you but there's... Guy shows up whenever he feels like coming on Saturday morning, and now he's going to start talking trash. You knew that was coming your way, Frank. It's okay. This is an exciting day. Uh, you know, I'm sitting, we have the show going on right now, and uh, in the back of my head is all kinds of nerves and butterflies because today we play at the Buffalo Vets Field at Manhattan Park off of East Amherst, and I get to see my buddy James Mallory and Ty Christopher of the Buffalo Vets. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Niagara Falls versus the Vets, two uh, solid organizations. And uh, we have our work cut out for us. So, depleted. so it's Manhattan Park right on Manhattan as opposed yeah. to McCarthy. It's not McCarthy's Park. Right. Okay. You know what was funny is, is I was chatting with James during the week, uh, and I'm drawing a blank as to how to get to Manhattan. I haven't been there since, what, the late 80s, maybe early 90s? Still there. I was playing uh, softball, and uh, I just I could not picture it and and he's and he's telling me this and this is around it what it was was i was blanking out on east amherst i could you know i'm picturing fillmore i'm picturing the bakery and why do they call it east amherst when they say east amherst i'm thinking of millersport and yeah and transit <laughs> yeah so i completely forgotten or, or you know like then the other day like it dawned Oh, yeah. Now yeah. I remember. Right across, Just past the roller rink. Yeah, right and, across the back entrance to Central Park, where used right. to be Central Park Plaza. Near uh, All High Stadium. Right. Yeah. And during my time at Burgard, you know, we used to cut through there. And it's a lot, like, like I said, it had been a long time. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, you must be getting old. You're getting so old. Anthony. I'm not old. I'm young. I'm a young guy. Everybody so, in this place is young compared to me. So, you know, that's there's true. no such thing as old unless <laughs> you're talking about me. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, James and Ty Christopher today. Hopefully it's going to be uh, some good games, and we'll we'll uh, see. Kind of weird, 5 o'clock kickoff. Uh, can't eat dinner. You have to wait till afterwards. Oh, my God. Gee <laughs> well, it's important. i got to so, schedule everything around yeah, food, so now you have two lunches, right? At least. <laughs> All right, guys, anything for news and notes before we get going on the scoreboard? Tomorrow, Sunday morning at the Applebee's on the Boulevard, there's a pancake breakfast uh, sponsored uh, by the Sweet Home football team. They're out trying to make a few bucks, so if you want to help support the Sweet Home Panthers. Pancakes. You like pancakes. I do. Applebee's on the Boulevard. I think I'm going to go. Good deal. Francis? Yeah, I have a few news and notes. Uh, congrats to Hamburg um, boys soccer senior Gabe Mastrangelo. I believe I said that right. Mastrangelo, Scor- pretty good. All right. Close 49th enough. career goal for the pro, mm-hmm. setting a career program record in their 6 nothing win uh, tonight, uh, a few weeks, a uh, few days ago. So congrats to him. Nice. Also, Williamsville East, they have a bunch of big news. Uh, this week. Um, recent graduate Tess Ford was named MAC Defensive Player of the Week as she is a women's soccer player at UB. Congrats to her. Mm-hmm. And then last night, Anna Miller with a school record 22 saves in a shutout win last wow. night. 22. That's busy. <laughs> That's busy. Good job. I have one. Uh, the Pioneer community lost a gentleman that was a big advocate of all things Pioneer. His name was Pat Burns, and they held a moment of silence for him before the game yesterday. So I know that that was felt throughout the community just by being there last night. Uh, so I want to make sure that 
um, I got that out there. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thoughts and prayers out to the community and the family. Raj? Yeah, just uh, one, uh, I think uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't send out our condolences to uh, Sibby Constantino. Uh, his mom passed away. Uh, I did not know, know and, that. And uh, wife of the legendary Depew coach, Frank Constantino. So we were thinking about you, Sibby, uh, hanging there. God bless you, Sibby. Um, all right, guys, let's get into the uh, scoreboard from last night and Thursday. If you go to WNY Athletics and you do a search for, what would you say, you Backspace, go, then scoreboard? I believe it's our homepage right now, but I'd say WNY Athletics slash scoreboard. Okay, well, I'm on it right now, and we'll start off with Thursday night. You had Niagara Wheatfield beating Hamburg 35-12. to Wheatfield continuing uh, their strong start. Uh, Lakeshore beating East Aurora Holland six to two. No, it's not a baseball score. It's it's a football score. Orchard Park beat Hutch Tech twenty one to sixteen. Olean forty two. Springville fourteen. You had Maple Grove forty nine. Salamanca twenty two. Southwestern forty nine. Portville seven. Eden slash Collins falling short to Fredonia slash Brockton fifty to thirteen. You had Cleve Hill, 54, Gowanus slash Pine Valley, 26. Wilson, 53 to 27 over Akron. They had uh, Silver Creek slash Forestville beating Roy Hart, 36 to 12. Randolph slash Frewsburg beating JFK, 47 to 30. Uh, Casadega Valley Falk slash Faulkner winning 50 to 21 over Allegheny Limestone. Cheektowaga shutting out Iroquois 39 to nothing. Pioneer beating Merivale 28 to 20. Bennett over Clarence 34 to 7. You had Lancaster in a close one over Williamsville North 34 to 26. West Seneca West 34. Frontier nothing. Grand Island over Sweet Home 47 to 13. Uh, let's see, we had uh, St. Francis coming from behind to beat Welsh Jesuit 42-40. to 40. South Park over Williamsville South 32-7. to 7. West Seneca East 35, Amherst nothing. Star Point 55, Maritime 30. Franklinville, Ellicottville uh, being blanked by Chautauqua Lake 16 to nothing. Dunkirk over Alden 47-6. to 6. Lackawanna nipping Depew twenty to nineteen, Kenmore East thirty eight, North Tonawanda twenty one, and there are your scores from last night. I think we I believe missed a McKinley of... won fourteen to seven over Williamsville East. That yeah, was Thursday know... as well, wasn't it? There was another game. No. Thir- what was the game at Riverside on Thursday? Was I don't it, think no, there was one. one. There wasn't one. No. There wasn't one. No, I we didn't get an O'Hara score, and I believe St. Mary's of Lancaster fell to Calmum. Yeah, last night. no score in the, in the yeah, uh, no score reported to the site, but uh, St. Mary's I believe dropped another one, uh, and I'm waiting to hear about O'Hara. Games that surprised you guys from last night. Anything think, jump out at you that like has your head scratched? I think we got to talk. We could talk to Frank first. He was at the game of the week last night. Yeah, um, I, I guess uh, Pioneer. I mean, they did exactly what they had to do. They had to keep the Maryville offense off the field. Check out these numbers for Mike Riggerman, the running back. 20 touches for 118 yards and a touchdown. That was just the first half. I saw Maryville's offense on the field three times in the first half. That was it. And twice they went three and out. So um, 
Pioneer has a pretty good defense. I'd Great. say so. Yeah, but Ty Law, Ty Law, Rashad Law. I was say, what are we going back to old Bills days? <laughs> his first carry wasn't for much, but his second carry went for 85 yards and a touchdown. And That'll he just make up for took it. off and. Uh, he had to shake a couple of tackles, so it wasn't like a clean 85 yards, mm-hmm. but uh, ex- super fast, explosive player. He got the ball again uh, in the second half, had a 70-yard touchdown when they were done. So, I mean, Rashad's the real deal, no question about it, but Pioneer just kept them off the field for most of the game. I don't think Maryvale had the f- the ball more than eight minutes. What do they do, a lot of pounding in between the tackles? It's, just like you know, three, three yards here, four yards there? Yeah, Riggerman picked up yards of six. Seven, three, thirteen, three, seven, six, twelve, and that's pretty much what it was. But he's got a. There's a fullback number thirty-eight that will get a handful of carries throughout the game to kind of give him his a little bit of rest. But he's a big, super strong kid. You think about what that does to a defense. You're sitting there and you're able to pound them down. You're wearing them yeah. down. You're taking the will to fight right out of them. I mean, the mm-hmm. offense is sitting there on the sidelines collecting dust. He was running them over. I mean, he was running the linebackers over at times. Wow. Super strong. And when you could do that, boy, you got something going on. And it was a big win for Jim Dupre, uh, the coach down there at Pioneer. You know, Jeff Buccieri, the Maryville coach, attended Pioneer. Oh, I so didn't know that. it was a homecoming of sorts for him. They've played, you know, since. Right. But, um, I mean, you got to give Pioneer a lot of credit here. Sure. Um, just because they were able to dictate what they were going to do. Uh, Maryville, it's not that they... Connor, I don't. He didn't complete a single pass. Welcome back to wow. Pioneer, Jeff. Oh, by the way, we're going to kick your butt. But it wasn't. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like he wasn't any good. Um, he just the receivers weren't getting open. He just got to give the Pioneer one the pass credit. he completed was out of bounds. Right, so he had a nice run, but really Maryville's offense was not on the field when it needed to be. Um, they turned the ball over once. Gutsy call in the fourth quarter by Pioneer. It was like fourth and three inside the fort, their own 40. They get it. But two plays later, they put it on the floor. Maryvale recovers on the Pioneer side of the field. But then God they bless. can't do anything. Oh, do you Mer- Pioneer digs deep. They get the ball back and take a ton of time off the clock. And, you know... Hats off to Pioneer, and guess what? They get Cheektowaga next week up in Cheektowaga, and they're 4 0. Two 4 0 teams. That's another awesome game next Three-no. week. 3 0. 3 0. Sorry. We're adding extra week here for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't want to tell Pioneer they're 4 0. Let's try to rush this thing. <laughs> the thing is, now, Maryvale, they're almost in a position where they may have to beat Cheektowaga in order to qualify the, for the playoffs, or else they're at the mercy of the. Which two of the three third place teams take the seventh and eighth seed in Class B? So it was, it was one of those. If they take care of business against the rest of their opponents besides Walker and they, and you know, that's a competitive game against Walker I think they're pretty safe for seventh or eighth seed. Well, I, no, here's I, the thing, well, though, with gotta, Yeah, but you got to realize in uh, Class B three, you got Fredonia, Dunkirk, and I wouldn't rule out Newfane. Newfane's a pretty good team. And you can't <laughs> rule out Albion either. Well, no, Albion I think is going to be the uh, one, two, or three seed. I think they're going to win okay. B2. But then you got Lackawanna, 
Napoleon and Depew, all of them. So depending very competitive. So yeah, like but I it, say, there's it, one. They only third... have to compete with only. They only have to compete with two of those teams. I, two teams are going to already get positions ahead of them. I understand that, but that tiebreaker is crazy, and they don't play. It's not you're not playing uh, apples against apples. It's how apples do in their division, oranges do in their division, and bananas do in their division. And those- go bananas! So Roger, if I'm correct, one of the tiebreakers is runs or is points allowed is what it is. Am I correct? That would be after the point differential. All right. One. So 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 the point differential, as long as they keep those games close, I think is okay. Is what you've got to worry about is the 28, the 35, the big points that are that are given up. When you look at Lackawanna, just played this week, it's only 19, one point, you know, differentials. That's where I think he's talking about coming into play, that you got to worry about is, is powerful offenses with Cheek to Waga. Um, do they run up a score that makes the runs uh, – runs, I'm sorry, I keep talking baseball – makes the points <laughs> allowed uh, just too many points to be right. able to come after. That's what it is. And, I mean, Maryvale, they really haven't been punched in the mouth. Yesterday they got punched in the mouth by Pioneer – and it was just a little too late. They couldn't get the ball back. That's what it was. They just couldn't stop this Riegerman kid. Well, how are you going to win when your offense can't get on the field? Offensive line was incredible for Pioneer last night. Pioneer, I, uh, they they got another big test next week against Cheektowaga. Now, Beal is another uh, different dynamic than, than Connor is. Beal is, he can run through you. You know, and so he, it, you know it's a it's a pat more of a I don't know well it, they, they, it's a different style I it would is, say it is um, but I mean Maryvale will be okay but like Roger said because of the way that the system works they can't lose another game that they really can if you think about they can it, lose to Chitawaga they can't and, lose by a lot I, and if they take care of business against the rest of their opponents they're going to be fine they're going to have a lot of pressure on them they're going to have a lot a lot of pressure on them for the rest of the season I mean the point is I, I agree I think they're, they they they're probably going to get in. But it's not a guarantee. You're still leaving it up to fate when you lose another game, I think is what they're talking Francis, about. Francis, yeah, Pioneer is, looked but... really good last night. I'm not saying Maryvale can't play with them, and this next time they play, the score might be a little bit different. You never know. But it looks to me like, depending on what happens next week, one of oh, those two teams has to lose. Either way, like, either way like... if you're an opponent that's going to be facing Pioneer, you have, you know you're going to need your chin strap buckled and you have to be ready. Exactly. I was just going to ask Frank, haven't seen uh, them two last night, how do you feel of Pioneer's chances next week against Chictawaga? I, I haven't seen Chictawaga close and personal. They they just finally gave up a score, I believe, last night, right? Didn't they give up their first set of points last uh, night? What's no, the final they, score of Cheek to Waga? No, I mean, no, no, they, they, they shut, shut out. So that's three shutouts yeah. in a row for Cheek to Waga. So wow. nothing's a given. And what's going on with Listen, Iroquois? Well, it, it, I think just the Iroquois lost a lot to graduation last year is what it was, and they haven't been yeah. able to replace it is ultimately what you saw they with Iroquois. They worked so hard this offseason. I, I expected but they had what, the nice to, opening opening week win. The and problem they with did, the but they struggled is, with Luport. Everybody says, oh, they look how good they did in Class A. Well, they're going to go down to Class B now and kick butt and takes names. There's not that much difference between coming down from Class A to the top echelon of Class B. Considering I, how p- competitive B has been over the years? Exactly. Sure. Well, we just said, what? Yeah. There's uh, probably, what, 10, 11 teams that got uh, bona fide shots at eight playoff sp- spots. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's a lot of fun to watch. All right, yeah. let's take a break. We'll come back, look at some of the other games. Plus, we have games going on today that we're going to want to talk about. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550.
Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. I'm Tony Caligari, along with the gang from WNY Athletics, Frank Wolf, uh, Francis Beck, Tom Prince, and Roger Weiss, Derek Kramer, produced. We're talking about the games last night, and one that jumped out at me, Bennett over Clarence, uh, 34-7. to And then you look at uh, Lancaster beating Will North, 34-26, to and you remember a week ago we had that epic overtime game between Clarence and Will North. Was there a hangover effect going into this week? You know, I, like I said, I, I don't know how you could call a hangover effect when Lancaster's coming in to play you. That's the one game you've got circled on your calendar from the beginning of the year before it even starts to say this is the game we've got to be up and play for. I don't know how you have a hangover effect for that game. I think Lancaster came. <clears throat> Coach Mamelotti says it's always about the next game, the next game, the next game. We don't look ahead. So last week with Clarence, and I was surprised that Clarence was hanging so closely to Will North. Now, I had heard, and I have seen Clarence has improved. We saw him at the 7-on-7s. Seven We've done a lot of homework on them, and we knew they were better, but I just thought Will North was a touchdown or two better. I thought... Then Clarence? I did. I okay. thought they were at least a touchdown or two better, especially with that running, the running back, man and, and the other running back they have there. Um, you know, One's a downhill, and the other one's a more of a finesse runner. And you got Hopkins and Beck and Dylan Kelly and, and Newsall and every, everyone's back. I thought North took Clarence a little lightly, and they were looking at Lancaster. How could you not? 2016, they dominated him. And then you get to the nerf, and they murder him. You know Will North was thinking about Lancaster. You just know they were. And this is a big loss for them. I don't know how many guys from Lancaster were out yesterday. This is a tough game for Will North. To get over, um, but they they're 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 sixteen seventeen year old kids. They got a lot of resolve. They'll they'll forget about this one. But that's a tough loss for them because you didn't even have all of the starters from Lancaster healthy last night. Question on that about the starters. Uh, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with Lancaster. But uh, Connor Mahoney last night seven tackles is or seventeen tackles. Is he normally a starter or was he pushed in because of all the? Uh, uh, sickness people. That would be a question I have to, I could find out. The other thing before we leave Will North Lancaster uh, Clarence from a week ago I got to bring this up. They went into overtime last week 35-35. Will North wins the toss. Elects to defer. Clarence I think either second or third down throw a pass Will North intercepts, is running down the field, and they blow the whistle. You cannot score a defensive <laughs> points in overtime. Who comes up with these intellectually genius ideas? Yeah, I don't think I that's a good idea. Stunned. I think if you can score defensively, if, it, if it's that possession and your defense picks it off or, or you pick up a fumble and bring it back the other way, game over. Should if the defense over. scores, then does it that should mean be you game can, over right there. Does that mean you can't have a safety then? Well, the odds of getting the safety because you're starting at what, the 25? Nonetheless, okay, yeah, really, yeah, it'd be, you'd have to keep getting penalized. But still. Penalties, snaps over right. the head. All right, I'll withdraw that stupid statement I just made. The next point, they get the ball on offense, they don't score, and then the next series, they it's the other way around. Uh, Will North would be first, and then Clarence. 
then Will North doesn't score and Clarence scores and Clarence wins the game because they couldn't count the pick six? That's insanity, Anthony. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm not a big fan of that overtime rule. I think if your defense stops. What's going on here? And then uh, whoever the color commentator at the time was says, well, that's the rule. Defense can't score in overtime. What? Okay, I like I say I digress, but I had to bring that up. I meant to bring that up on news and notes, but I figured wait till football. You know, when I I was at the Clarence team last night and the Clarence Bennett game, and I was thinking about it from Bennett's point of view. This was their chance to make a statement. Last year's their first year in Double A. They really couldn't. They really didn't battle with those teams. Now they're reloaded and they made a statement with a big dog against. Well, they made Clarence. the playoffs last year, didn't Bennett? Didn't Bennett? No, they Bennett? didn't make. Weren't the playoffs. they one of the four teams? I well, last, year, I last year, yes, would have last been year they did. Everybody made the playoffs. Okay. So they were, uh, yeah. Last they, year was they were, they were towards yeah. the end. That would, they, okay. they still yeah. made the playoffs, though. I, I, so they got I, some experience. But double eight, everybody took the play. Went eight to the out playoffs of eleven teams year. made the yeah. playoffs a year ago. Okay. I mean, this was a really a big chance for them to make a statement, and I thought they did. They, they controlled the line of scrimmage. I was very impressed. Uh, first try, they went down for a score. Then Clarence got a, their wits about him a little bit and t- started taking control. But that second half, I think there were probably two or three three and outs for that Clarence offense. That's how dominant that defensive line was. Putney just couldn't do anything. He was just wow. they would try to roll him out and he would just be sacked or hit. That just tells you how tough Double A is right now. It's not a. It really isn't a four. Team it's, race. It's at least it's a five, five six team now could be. But we do have one pulling away. With well, do. well I, I, I don't know if you can say that yet because Lancaster has because they haven't played Orchard Park, they haven't played Bennett yet, they haven't played Clarence yet. I think I, you're gonna see you're gonna see these teams beat up on each other. Wait a minute, a but bit. wait a minute. Talk about mm-hmm. the thing about Clarence now. They face Lancaster next week. That's a must win game. If they don't win that game, they're not in the playoffs. Well, I don't know if you can say that Possible. yet either because they, I think they're th- going on no, and three loss team. I think could a three loss team can still get, in. get into the playoffs. Only, only four teams make it in. I understand, yeah, that, but I think uh, a four a, and three team is one of those teams that are going to get in. Well, in theory, a perfect world of you know seven zero six and one five and two four and three. Yeah, four and three would probably be yes. the fourth seed. Yep. The only way a four and three wouldn't be is if you have like a seven and zero six and one. Five and uh, and three teams tied at four and three because A beat B, B beat C, and C beat A. So that takes the tiebreakers <clears> down <throat> the hatch and all that. Then a four and three team probably won't make it. In fact, they won't make it. One we have them. to see Orchard Park, Tom. You've seen them a yeah. number of times. I haven't seen them yet. So, so here's I think going into the season, this is what you thought year double A. If you put Lancaster, Clarence, Will North, and Orchard Park as your top four teams. You could not lose a game to Hutch Tech and Bennett. Correct. They were the ones that were going to be the spoilers that were going to get into the party. Guess what? Bennett just joined the party, right? That's exactly what they did with their win over Clarence. Now so it's now a five Clarence, race. right? So now Clarence has to have a win over Orchard Park, Will North, or Lancaster. One of those three to be able to cause that tiebreaker. They already lost to Will North. They've already lost to Will North. Right now they've lost two, but but now they've got to have a win over one of those other two that are in there because now you're causing tiebreaker issues is what you're doing there. Right, right. So right now Bennett's joined the party, and I'm going to tell you, watching Hutch Tech, Hutch Tech is going to have scrappy. something to play in here also. They are definitely they've got what people didn't realize is some of that line they got. That line is a is a hefty line out there. And ready it sounded to play. like they made the right adjustments. 
But they lost. Yeah. But now they have losses to OP and Lancaster also, so they don't have a lot of room right now to. Correct. They can't afford to lose any more games. But here you go with Bennett now in the in the party. If they win over Bennett or they win over Will North, they still have something to say in this process. They got to win those what two it games. Is. Yes, there. I would hundred percent agree with you. Their path is much harder than the other ones at this point. But they're definitely going to have something to say with some big games that are coming in. I don't it. think we'll, we've seen the last of Will North. Um, we'll see what happens, but uh, that's going to be awful tough for them to mentally get back into this thing. But I will tell you, Eric Rupp said, the head coach of Lancaster, this just this morning, he told me flat out Dylan Kelly was the best player on the field last night. He he said, I just couldn't believe how good he was. Um, Lancaster, a couple of one of the guys in particular had to go to the hospital after the game. He was so dehydrated. Whoa! I mean, that's a team that really they knew they were short staffed, didn't have ever, all their horses going, and they played their hardest that they possibly could. Hats off to Lancaster and Rupp. Hats off to the coaching yeah, staff that exactly. does such a great job in preparing these kids uh, week in and week out. And Eric. Uh, told me, he goes, you know, as long as Bruce's here riding our coattails, we should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a couple of tweets that were put out about the the lineman that went into the hospital, yeah. playing his heart out, and everything that he did. Um, I'll tell you also, a uh, player to watch out for that we didn't talk about at Hutch Tech at any time. They've got a tight end, Otis Houston, unbelievable, six foot two thirty five, I think is what he was. Good size, right? This kid came down on on the first touchdown on a pass play that went to him and then broke away from the Orchard Park players as far as how fast speed he was. Unbelievable. This kid is somebody to watch out for. I mean, he really was somebody who uh, is going to be a game changer and could be someone who takes over a game. Let's put it that way. That's how good speed, height. Weight, everything. I mean, it was a prototypical football player that you're looking for. Francis, that Bennett game, how did those running backs look? They looked very good. I was impressed with all of them. All four of them? All four of them. And, you know, Coach McDuffie was talking about that. They're really unselfish guys. You know, they block for each other. Uh, Perry, you know, he had a couple runs in the first half, and then he was blocking for his other guy. And later in the second half, they all can run the ball, and they they work together really well. I I think Bennett, I think – I, I, right now, I have to I put them in the I told you before the season, this is a team that could cause a lot of trouble. They impressed, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it. I think right now, I I have to say it's Lancaster and Bennett. I, I think I have to say wow. they're the cream of the crop of this division. I have to make Francis smile here. How about Kenmore East over North Tonawanda? Mm-hmm. First win, first divisional win in over four years. Really? Four years. Those kids were the seniors on that team. We're in seventh grade. I did the math this morning the last time they won a divisional game. I wasn't even on the team. I was just on JV when they won a divisional game. Way to go, Nate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my boy, Nate. Young, I believe, had four touchdowns. I think it was over, like, 200 yards. Um, and I was looking at the – spent a lot of times looking at the standings, and they could very well compete for a playoff spot in Class A. No, I, the big question is going to be is how does the shape up Kenmore East, Kenmore West – don't uh, go we gonna, there yet. Are we going to have a game and a half or what? I mean, <laughs> don't go there yet. Well, well I, Frank, are you getting nervous over there? <laughs> well, I was looking at the standings last night. Now, keep in mind, this is 1, 2 in the morning, so my brain is a little fried. But I think today you have Jamestown, Kimmore West. I think it would be best for East if West actually won that game by a point. And I think that could put them in really good position going forward, depending on, on how A2 
goes out that they could get it slip into one of those seven or eight seeds. Yeah. Will, Williams released one again yesterday. Are you so that, they no, McKinley won. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, it's, you have a you, bunch of one and okay. one teams. Are you conceding two. Grand Island and McKinley won two in that division? I'm saying, well, against with Kenmore East. I'm saying, I think Grand Island is one. Um, I think, I think, I think you have to have Kenmore East needs to beat McKinley. But if they have to slip into a third position, you know, and you know, and we know how it's well, the same no, would that's be. Well, that's the way you were talking. Third position, you didn't even say first or second. That's why I asked: Were you conceding one, I, two to Grand well, Island McKinley? Part of this was in my days. I thought that Williamsville <laughs> East or Williamsville East won. So that's keep that D-A-Z-E, in mind. not D-A-Y-S. He's got. He's, See, he, I, I, here's the big question I want to know: Is you just said it was real early in the morning? You come up with one point. You come. Were there a couple drinks involved in this whole thing? Is what it was. <laughs> no, no. Francis no. wears glasses, but they're not rose colored exactly. Not exactly rose colored. What did you eat before bedtime? <laughs> Pizza. I went to Crossy's. All right. <laughs> How about uh, the Lakemen of Wilson? Uh, off to a tremendous start. Nice rebound up, for them. They're nice putting up some numbers, and it's a team that they have to beat. They got to beat Akron, you know, to keep their playoff hopes alive and see where they're going to end up because there was a big loss last week against Cleve Hill. No way to sugarcoat that. Right. Um, but they, you got to beat Akron and of course Cleve Hill win. They, they beat an undefeated Gowanda team last it took night. A, it took a while for them to pull away, I yeah. believe. They were, it was Cleve close Hill? for a little bit, yeah. It looked that way. It looked that way. Um, Olean uh, won again. Uh, you know, JFK had another loss, so. How about you know, St. Francis coming from Fr- uh, behind? I wasn't Ooh. sure if we were going to get to them or not today. And get a lot of hate mail like we normally do when we don't talk about the Red Raiders. But God bless them. Uh, Coach Smith doing a phenomenal job. Jake Ritz. Gee, what a surprise. Well, Coach Smith doing a good job. And, and, and that quarterback right now is putting up some insane. I mean, he he may be the one that could give Aaron Chase the competition right now for early you know, Conley Cup uh, results. Oh, uh, speaking I, of Aaron, he's up to 16 touchdowns in three games. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, listen. <laughs> first of all, right now, if you don't think he's the front runner and and pulling away front yeah. runner, I mean, right now he has just put up some insane numbers. God, I'm going to give really a shout. Has. I'm going to give a shout out to to Charlie at Maritime Health Sciences. I'm going to give him a shout out uh, because I mean they are they've got some very good athletes on there, and I know they took a beating yesterday to start point, but they scored every quarter. It wasn't like they did all their scoring in the fourth. They scored at least a touchdown every quarter in that game. They so, didn't play. They didn't play. Start Park. Yeah. Oh, I they thought did. you yeah. said South Park. I, I mean, they apologize. were down like twenty and, to eight. And they in the played first well against and, South Park too. They, yeah. yeah so well, they're going to yeah. be a tough, tough team to play, regardless. And I, I Star think, Point's just on another level. Yeah, and I think right now when you look at the division, I think that's going to be Star Point, South Park, West Seneca East, barring something crazy. I think they're all going to make the playoffs. And I think that eighth seed is going to go between the A1 and the A2 third-place team. I agree. Right. South Park will have the gauntlet in week five and week six. They play Amherst this week, but then week five, they host West Seneca East at all high, and then week six, they have to travel to Star Point. Well, but next I was week very impressed with South Park. Well, next week it's Star Point at West Seneca East. That's the game I've yes. got. I oh, have circled big. right now. Yes. <laughs> you know Coach Marino's going to have something. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, let's take a look at some of the games going on today. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. 
Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock. Talk about some of the games going on today. I don't know if there's a bigger game than Aquinas and Canisius. Two-storied programs going at it. They love playing each other. Big, uh, you know, uh, Buffalo versus Rochester type rivalry. This would be a good one. I would have been more up for this game had Canisius beaten McQuaid last week. It's Canisius and Aquinas, yeah, you, Frank. You, you, it's like Army Navy; they hate each other. <laughs> it's a, this just in. It is a one o'clock start today. I know some people had it thought it was two, others thought it was one. I'm going to confirm. Pete Schneider, just thank you very much, Pete. Just sent this to me. It is a one p.m. kickoff today at Stransky. Get there early. What were you saying? It's a, <laughs> Get there early. What were you saying about? The, the, I just said if you know. Get there for it's better to get the, uh, there at one o'clock for a two o'clock game than to get there at two o'clock for a one o'clock game. That's all I said. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I agree. But uh, I, I Aquinas See, is Aquinas. Aquinas, right? And Lancaster beat him last year. Well, but not only that. See, I love this game for multi uh, a multitude of reasons. One is you get to see exactly a rivalry between Aquinas and Canisius, especially the Rochester versus Buffalo area. Plus, you're talking one. about a quality game, right? And not only that, and this two is your quality ch- teams. Yeah, this is also your chance for the public schools, right, to see Aquinas up front because there's a good chance they're going to come out of that of that area. It's usually Aquinas, Pittsburgh, Victor, those schools that we're talking about. So now you get a close-up look. You get a local school that represents Western New York. Unbelievable. They're always one of the top two teams, three teams at worst base in uh, in Western New York. And you're going to get a chance to see them go up against one of the best in Rochester. So if you're a double-A coach, you're probably headed to this game today. You have to if you You think you've got any shot. You have to. I'm very interested to see how this Christian value does today. For Canisius, I'm very interested in seeing how he, what he can do against this this Aquinas team. But he's not all of Canisius, and you know there's other players. Is it Joe Jameson? Joe Jameson, Joel Nicholas. Yep, uh, they're in the back. Uh, Tristan uh, Vandenberg, the kicker slash tight end. Now, meanwhile, St. Joe's they're traveling to McQuaid, so they're you yeah. know. Hey, the cycle there. Here's something to look at St. Joe's right now. How does St. Joe's win over Bennett right now look in that week one? Interesting. Yeah. Francis yeah. made an interesting point after that. How much did Bennett show? How much did Joe show? I mean, but I mean that Joe's offensive line manhandled Bennett. So what does that say? Because we just talked about Bennett's a defensive line and offensive line playing so well against Clarence. Right? What does that say for that offensive line of Joe's, and what could come for the future? Well, I think we knew. What did they have? Like two or three D one commits mm-hmm. on that offensive line. So I think we knew that. I think for St. Joe's, there was a question mark going in of what they would look like everywhere else because of what they lost. And Micah Brown showed he can really do it in this league. He he put on a show that first week, and I think that's where the question mark was. And I think they're going to put up. A better, I think they're going to put up a good fight on Senior Martin this but year. But is that a th- is that really a three horse race? I mean, we've seen St. Francis do some pretty impressive things, especially last night. But where where does St. Francis fit in that mix? With their quarterback, yeah. If they could put it's up not 50 even points just a their game? quarterback. Well, no, but I mean, you know, we're talking but... about you know, we just said earlier. If there's a guy that can challenge the star point quarterback, yeah. it's the St. Francis quarterback. I guess if you're looking at it that way. But from a team perspective, I know St. Francis has – they've got a number of players Besides on Besides having a good quarterback, they also yeah. have Jerry Smith. Jerry yeah. Smith will have them ready. 
That's what I'm saying. It, you, I don't think it's it's Canisius Joe's is a is a guarantee to represent uh, the Monsignor Martin at New Era Field wherever they play their championship game. Oh, I well, think after Saint the past Francis two years, Saint have, Joe's has been down. I mean, yeah. Then they, you know, Canisius and Francis played there two years ago, if I remember correctly. But yeah, it's definitely a three horse race, I believe. Hundred percent agree with that. You know, they're definitely going to be, th- uh, you know, two qual- three quality games right there that you're going to see. Speaking of Chase and Ritz, I wouldn't be so sure that the OP quarterback Sharp isn't necessarily in the conversation either. He's having a really good year for OP. Rashad Law absolutely is in the mix. Absolutely Cole Snyder has got to be in the mix. Cole I Snyder. was thinking Jordan Parks. And listen, there's, no there's no doubt other people are in the mix, Sean right? Sean Dolak. Sean Dolak, it's, it's getting interesting. But when you're putting up over 400 yards a game so far and then up to 18 touchdowns. Amherst, uh, an injured-riddled Grand Island team in week one. And, and Maritime. And Maritime. Mm-hmm. We're I gonna find it. out. We're gonna find out. I, I'm not injury knocking. riddled. Uh, what one injury? Well, Wait, you hey, injury when riddled? You're, when you're and they were and they were very young. That when your veteran quarterback game. gets knocked out of the game early, that changes the entire dynamic of that game for the most part. It, it does. It had a major effect. We're gonna find out. How, I'm not knocking Star Point at all. I know how good they are, but we'll see what happens next week at West Seneca East. All eyes. Totally agree. But what I'm saying is, right now, what the results are in right now, you got to give them the lead. There's an interesting game. Uh, Tioga from Section 4 coming here to take on Cardinal O'Hara. You don't really see too much Section 4 coming here. That's a hall. That's what? It's Binghamton area, right? Section 3. That's nothing. Section 3 was here last week against Timon. Yeah, but Section 4 hasn't been. That's what I'm saying. So it's a different section. You're getting... Yeah. If you're like me, you like to see different teams, teams you've never seen before. Uh, If you're like that, this might be uh, one that catches uh, your eye. I know we talked about it earlier, but we've got uh, Jamestown and Ken West today. I I was talking uh, to somebody close to that Ken West program, and I think they're having some issues on that that line. I think it's going to be, if they can shore that up, they can, you know, turn things around in Class A1. I think this Jamestown-Ken West game is going to be important down the road when you start talking about that seventh, probably that eighth seed in the Class A playoffs. I think it's going to come down to between the A1 and A2 division. Jamestown continues to win with Savon Van Sickle. Wait, do they, is he back, though? No, he's not. That's my so point. They're continuing this is to a win different without game him. Without so. him. That's big, yeah. but we're, there's talk that he's going to be back towards that seventh, eighth week. He could be. Uh, and he if it be. is, and Jamestown hangs on, watch out. I don't want to be a number one, two seed playing Jamestown as a seventh, eighth seed with this kid uh, with this kid coming back. Did anyone happen to see what happened down in North Carolina this past week with Casey Kelly? Yeah, he had a game and a half, I guess. Five touchdowns. He's only played in the first half in the, the two or three games he's played. Wow. How about uh, Bishop Timon? They're going to go to Section 5 to take on Bishop Kearney. Cool. O'Hara beat them last week, and those two teams, Timon and O'Hara, are going to meet at the stadium in a few weeks. O'Hara and Timon play, and Timon plays maybe St. Mary's at New Airfield this year. So good good luck to Licata, Joe Licata. I think they're on the verge. I think they're on Coming the verge back. of getting a win together, put, putting a win together. Uh, Burgard is going to take on Albion. That's tonight. At uh, seven yeah, o'clock, was, or Saturday night ask game. Ask about that. Both Medina and Albion tonight have Saturday yeah. night home games. What's that all about? Anybody know? Officials, officials. T- you know, officials. There's not enough officials. There's too many Friday night games. 
Wow, not enough Saturday morning. There's not enough Saturday games during the day. Everyone wants to play Friday night. God bless them, but we don't have enough. So officials. why are they playing the games on Saturday? Or are they playing it at night? Because they want to use the lights they bought. They have those Gotta lights. Gotta justify they those lights. <laughs> we need more refs. We need more officials. Are I'd you... like to go catch it, but I'm going to be busy coaching at Manhattan. Yeah, Park. let's uh, let's play a night game so we're going to have more electricity bill and all that. That makes a lot of sense. But you, er, but to... how much did they pay for those? I mean, they're not a taxpayer. A Albion, what are you worried about? <laughs> but how grumpy. much did they pay I'm for just those curious. lights? It happens to be both of those Niagara Orleans teams playing a Saturday night game. What's that oh. all about? All what right, it, that's going to do it for Inside High School Sports. We're going to argue with Roger off the air. We'll see you next week with more. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.